Hello, welcome to the rest of the sermon, Confessions of a Pastor. Certainly happy that you have joined us today uh, as we continue our journey. Uh, This week in church, we talked about uh, what is perhaps the most, uh, in my opinion at least, misinterpreted verse uh, in the Bible. Uh, And that comes in uh, the fourth chapter of Philippians, verse 13, one I'm probably sure you're you're familiar with. If you're not, it goes a little something like this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength or who strengthens me. We talked a little bit about the importance of context and how um, unlike, uh, I think, how most folks look at it and, and hear it and read it, uh, it doesn't just mean winning. Uh, the, the, the point that Paul is trying to make as he's writing, remember, from a jail cell is that I can do all things. I can persevere. Uh, I can soar on the mountaintops. Either way, through Christ who gives me strength. And so the, the foundation of all that we do comes from Christ. So if you would like to to hear that sermon, um, it was an interesting service. We uh, uh, came back together to in-person worship uh, this past Sunday and had our, our second service, which is the one that I, I posted, um, back in our ministry center. And the way that we had the camera set up, looks like there's nobody there. There, there weren't a bunch. There were uh, probably around 30 or so folks present. Um but anyway, if you would like to see that that sermon or, or see that message, uh, worship with us a little and then, and then see the message, you can follow the links that are found in your show notes. I don't want to uh, talk too much about that because uh, I think basically the, the big summary of it I just gave, this idea that, again, it's through Christ that we can, we can persevere, that we win, that we lose. Uh, it's through his strength that we are able to continue to, to carry on. And Uh, I wanted to to kind of focus in more on that idea, this idea of continuing to carry on. Um, uh, Things in the the world seem to become muddier and muddier uh, every week when I I record these uh, podcasts, when I sit down at the microphone and I I, I think to myself, what am I going to talk about this week and and how do I want to relate the passage uh, back to real life and and, uh, or am I even going to talk about the passage at all? And this week, I've really been, um, uh, I guess, kind of hit or struck by uh, this idea of persevering. Um, I've been uh, ill for about six weeks now and and finally got a a diagnosis of pneumonia, uh, which on the one hand, well, that kind of stinks. On the other hand, it's great because that means they can finally give me medicine and I can finally start to to get well. Uh, So I'm excited about that part. Wish that that was happening quicker. But it, it reminded me uh, over the last six weeks. Obviously, I mean things have to keep going. Things continue to move. There's a church here that I'm uh, trying to do the best that I can to steward, to uh, to shepherd, uh, and to to preach and teach to. Uh, and and it reminded me how often I I I, uh, I dove into that well uh, of strength, that well that that pushed me to continue to be able to persevere. How easy, perhaps even how tempting it was many mornings to say, I don't want to do this today. I don't feel like doing this today. Uh, but uh, through uh, what I would consider strength that I find from my faith, uh, it becomes uh, a lot easier to make it through a day. So when we find ourselves at times uh, when life is difficult, when life is hard, um, and if you're like many, you just look around right now and you can see uh, hard situations all around you. There's uh, hearings going on right now to 
put another Supreme Court judge on on the bench. There's obviously we're in the middle of election season and during a presidential election cycle. Uh, there's down ballot uh, uh, races that are significant in many areas uh, across not only the the country but even in in uh, local communities and, and areas like that. There's a lot of things to be contentious about. There's the response to COVID and, and what are schools going to do in my community. I live in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, and, and Fayette County, which is the, the county that Lexington is in, if you're not familiar with Kentucky, um, is, a, is a hotbed for, for COVID. And it's a, it's a large, the second largest city in the state of Kentucky. And so the, the thought of children going back to in-person school is a, a very daunting uh, task to try to figure out how do you make that happen. So there's all kinds of things to be up in arms about or to be concerned about or to be worried about or to be anxious about or to be stressed about, uh, where I would think it would be easy to find uh, yourself in a position where you wake up in the morning and you say, I just don't want to do this today. Um, and so what I'm curious to hear from you, what gives you the strength to carry on in spite of not feeling like doing fill in the blank today? I know, uh, that for me and for many, uh, our faith is that source, our faith in, in something bigger, something greater than us, our faith in, in something that, that understands the world far better than we could ever understand, that sees the puzzle for what it is, this full picture that we can't grasp. Uh, this faith and in, in, in again, something bigger is what allows us to then carry on. And we use uh, the lens of the life of Jesus to dictate how it is then we interact in, in that creation, interact with the world. And so I, I want to ask you today, um, I want to ask you today, if you think back over the last week or the last two weeks or, uh, or maybe even beyond that, how has your faith shaped your actions? How has your faith shaped your words? In other words, it's easy to talk the talk, but do we walk the walk? It's easy to say in, in name only, I am a Christian, I am a follower of Christ, but, but do we really live out uh, what Christ has called us to do? It's something we've talked about a lot on this this podcast. What is it that Christ calls us to do? I talked last week about this idea of reclaiming Jesus and how excited I am uh, to be uh, moving in to a new series. This coming Sunday will be the last Sunday in Philippians. We're going to wrap that up and then uh, we're going to jump into these eight questions which are going to take us into Advent and get us close to Christmas uh, and really dig into what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a Christ follower. And what it means, what it would look like in today's world to be that radical. So often we forget, I think, just how radical Jesus was. And I would even argue how radical Jesus is. It's easy to look back again and to remember the, the nice stories to remember the parables that he said, to remember the feel-good things about taking care of the poor and the meek and uh, reaching out to those who are in need. We, those things make us feel good when we do those things. And it's hard to remember that, that the people he was chastising were ones that weren't doing it already. And I wonder for how many of us 
how many of us fall in that camp, or if we look back at our actions over the last few weeks, or if we look back at our words over the last few weeks, how has our faith shaped how we respond to others? It's been impressed upon me more during this COVID season than probably any other time in my life, just how important uh, discipleship really is. Just how important this, this call to make disciples really is. And I've been reminded, uh, and this is part of what's driven me to say, hey, this is the next thing we need to talk about. What is it that we're discipling people into? Is it just stories? Is it just what Jesus had to say, or do we actually live into and live out those commands that Jesus gave? And, and by those commands, I mean really just the one, <laughs> the one big one. He says, listen, the greatest commandments that you love others, love your neighbor the way that, that God, that I have loved you. It really is that simple. So why do we make it so hard? Why do we argue over who our neighbor is? Why is it so difficult for us to accept that we are all created by God in the image of God, whether we live like it or not, whether we practice that or not, whether we believe in God or not. I mean, our faith says, no, no, no. All of creation was created by God. And if that's the case, that really should shape how I treat other people. That really should, sh- should shape how I speak to other people. That really should shape how I interact with other people. That re- should really should shape how I even think about other people. I mean, that's the one that gets me the most. I'm getting a lot better at keeping my mouth shut. I, I don't like conflict. I've never liked conflict, but it's becoming easier and easier for me just to stay quiet because what, what purpose does it serve? I'm not going to change someone's mind, change someone's opinion. That's kind of where I've landed at this point with where we are in the world. But that doesn't sh- shut my brain off from thinking thoughts that I probably shouldn't think. And, and by probably, I mean I definitely shouldn't think. Why is it that it's become so easy for us to find the differences in people and to put people in boxes or categories that make them other than us instead of celebrating what we all have in common? And that is being created by God. Gifts of God. Whether we agree or disagree, whether we look the same, whether we sound the same, whether we come from the same place, or none of that, all of that is irrelevant. None of that matters. All that matters, truly, all that matters, according to our faith, according to that Jesus guy, all that matters is that we are created by God. Who's your neighbor? That's the first question we're going to look at in a, in a couple weeks. Who's your neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. He gave a great story about that. I'm not going to go too far into that just because I want to save some, some meat on the bones for, for the podcast for a couple weeks from now. So what if, let me give you one of my what if questions. What if we actually allowed the words and the teachings of Jesus to shape our lives, to dictate our lives? What if we let our own faith shape how we respond to others? What if we let our own faith dictate how we interact with others, how we uh, interact with the world, the actions that we take, the words that we say, the thoughts that we have? 
You want to think about something radical? What if you were willing to follow in the footsteps of that radical Savior who came to the world some 2,000 plus years ago? What if you were willing to take up the mantle just as he did and to speak out against injustices, to seek out those who are oppressed, to give voice to those who are voiceless, to love those who are shunned, and to call into question what Christianity looks like when it doesn't do those things. To call into question what the church's responsibility should be when it's not doing those things. To call, in, call into question what church leaders should be doing when they're not doing those things. I dare say that if we were a church, if we were a people, if we were Christians that did that, we wouldn't have to have the argument about how do you reclaim Jesus. Because that's who Jesus was and is. So I want to leave you with that thought. What if you loved like Jesus loved? What if you taught like Jesus taught? What if you spoke like Jesus spoke? What if you acted like Jesus acted? What if instead of just in word, just by name, you didn't uh, solely identify as Christian, but instead it was your actions as well? that identified you to the world as a follower of Christ. So I challenge you this week. Let your faith shape your thoughts. Let your faith shape your words. Let your faith shape your actions. And let's see what happens. I got a funny feeling if we take that approach, there's going to be a lot fewer days that we might wake up saying, man, I really don't want to do this today. But instead, instead, maybe we could see the day for the gift that it is. Maybe we could see the day for the opportunities that lie before us. Maybe, just maybe, we could be a spark of light in this dark world. Thank you for joining me this week for the rest of the sermon. As always, if you have questions or feedback, you can send those to me at the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. Hope you have a wonderful week. Continue to check on your neighbors, check on your church neighbors, wash your hands, wear your mask. And let's be like Jesus. What do you say? Till next week, God bless.